The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit Spectrum.com slash Internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. It's Friday, March 13th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is your daily coronavirus update. You're hearing the stories all over the place. Bans on large public gatherings, schools closing, and major sports leagues all suspending operations. President Trump even banned travel from Europe for 30 days. The goal of all of this is to flatten the curve, which is to slow the spread of COVID-19 to allow local healthcare systems to effectively treat those that are sick. Reed Wilson, correspondent for The Hill, joins us for why canceling all these events makes sense. Joining us now is Reed Wilson, correspondent at The Hill and author of Epidemic, Ebola, and the Global Scramble to Prevent the Next Killer Outbreak. Thanks for joining us, Reed. Hey, thanks for having me. So we want to talk about why canceling events right now in this age of COVID-19 really makes sense. And I mentioned the book that you wrote because we're going through a pandemic right now, and obviously COVID-19 is not as bad as Ebola, but a lot of the themes kind of are shared. A lot of these things with travel restrictions, you know, we're seeing it across the board right now, all these big cancellations, the NBA, the NHL, MLS, NASCAR is going to do races with no people in attendance. Broadway is being canceled. Going back to the NBA, they have two players that have tested positive for COVID-19 and they played a bunch of other teams in the past few days. So now those teams are being asked to self-quarantine. There's a lot of stuff going on, and we're starting to hear a lot of local governments, California, Washington, Oregon, all canceling big events with large groups of people. But this all makes sense. This is what we need to do to prevent the rapid spread of the coronavirus. Reed, tell us a little bit more about this. So I want you to envision a graph with two bells on it. And one bell is really steep. It starts really going vertically really fast. And then it comes down pretty fast. That's what happens if we don't do anything in the face of a viral outbreak. A lot of people get the disease really fast. Now, in the second instance, the bell is low and sloped. So it's got a gentle curve up and then a gentle curve down, which means probably the same number of people get the virus, but over a much longer period of time. Somewhere on this graph, on the vertical axis, is a line that goes across the chart. And that line is the hospital capacity that we have. So if we've got 100 beds, 
and a population of 200 people. If all those 200 people get sick at the same time, well, 100 people get beds and 100 people are out of luck. And those people have a much, much higher risk of dying or having some horrible health outcome than the people who get hospital beds. If those same 200 people all get sick, but over a very long period of time, it gives the first 100 people the chance to heal and get better and be discharged from the hospital in time for the second 100 people to get the beds and get the same treatment. And that's what we've seen in countries that have worked really fast to bend this viral curve and to make sure that they have the hospital capacity to take care of so many people. Places like South Korea, where what we know so far is that the COVID the mortality rate is somewhere between half and eight-tenths of a percent. So five to eight times worse than the common flu, but not hugely disastrous. On the other hand, in a place like Italy, you see a huge number of people getting the disease and the hospital system being overwhelmed on the front end. And that means there are a whole bunch of people who aren't getting treated right now. And that's when the mortality rate goes to three, four, five percent. And you start talking about a really cataclysmic outcome. That's what's called flattening the curve. You might have heard that term thrown around a lot. And that's what it is. It's just spreading it out so that local health agencies have the opportunity to treat it better. The president, in address the other night, just said that he's banning travel from Europe for 30 days. And that begins Friday at midnight. A lot of people walked away from the president's speech, not necessarily feeling any more confident about the big situation here in the United States. But these measures are things that need to be practiced. Travel bans, they have a limited benefit here. And we've, we saw that in the Ebola outbreak in West Africa. The president slapped a travel ban on China. And sure enough, COVID-19 came to the United States, not in somebody who is Chinese, but an American who was visiting Wuhan and came home. So the president's travel ban on Europe still allows Americans to travel home from any place in Europe. It just doesn't allow European citizens. Well, American citizens aren't any less vulnerable to a virus than European citizens are. So we live in this globalized world, right? We're not going to stop travel. And even if we do stop travel, we're not going to be able to stop a disease that can still get here in any number of ways. So the thing that concerns me about this virus is not it coming in from overseas, from China, from Europe, from Iran, from South Korea. It's the community spread that is happening right here, right now. Look, my hometown of Seattle, they got more than 200 some cases. Those cases are all community spread. It's not as if new people were coming in from Europe every day and coughing and getting sick and showing up at the hospital. No, that virus is spreading in that community. That's what we have to be paying attention to. And how has the U.S. response been so far? Because there's been a lot been made about testing and all that, but some people are saying the window is closing for a widespread outbreak to happen in the United States, something similar to like in Italy or something like that. Obviously, the numbers are still relatively low compared to that, but how is our window with regards to that? It's not looking good. I mean, the number of cases are charting almost exactly where Italy was about 10 days ago. We're effectively 10 days behind Italy right now. And if we don't start taking some pretty drastic actions, we face the same threat that they do. I'm not saying this in a partisan way, but having evaluated the American response to the Ebola outbreak and now watching this one, the level of Sheer incompetence at the federal governmental level is staggering. I was watching today as Congress was debating whether or not to pass some kind of legislative action to combat the coronavirus or at least provide a ton of funding for it or go on recess. And there were some senators who were suggesting, well, we'll just go on recess and come back the week after next to solve this thing. It's like, guys, the time is now. Like, I, I was starting right. to physically see red. I was getting so angry at the lack of action and response. 
that we've seen from Congress. It is mind-boggling how far behind this curve we are. We've seen some good actions from some governors, governor of Washington, governor of Ohio, the governor of New York and California have all started banning big events and mass gatherings. That's excellent. We need to do more of that and we need to do less of the sort of partisan bickering that we see in Congress. And I'm not sure that these guys realize how incredibly crucial it is to do this, not like now, but like two weeks ago. I think that was the $8 billion package that you were talking about. I think Congress did say they are suspending recess, so they can continue working on that. But a lot of people said we need more than even those $8 billion to address the situation here in the United States. So the other big thing, you mentioned all the governors kind of canceling large events and how everybody needs to practice a lot of social distancing, things like that. I just have to mention it because a couple of days ago when we were getting all the news and everything, and then Tom Hanks announces that he has coronavirus, he and his wife, Tom Hanks, great actor, all that beloved person in the country. It just takes like those moments to really click for a lot of people, I think. And these closures, there's a lot of hysteria going on, but these are very sensible things actually that we have to do to help limit the spread of this. We need to recognize our own individual role in this. I mean, it's our job to wash our hands constantly. It's our job to stay home if we're sick. It's our job to make preparations so that, you know, if we do have to quarantine for two weeks, we can live in our houses and make sure that we've got enough medicine and things like that. But when you mentioned Tom Hanks, a New York Times reporter who's an expert on epidemics, brought up something this morning that I thought was really appropriate. He talked about the Rock Hudson moment. And if you remember your history, I'm not quite old enough for this, but I've read about this in the past. Back in the early 80s, Rock Hudson was the like leading man of the 50s and 60s and showed up on screen with Doris Day. Well, back in the 80s, he got sick and people didn't really know what he had. He might have had cancer of some kind or whatever. But then all of a sudden, when he goes to France to get treated and he ends up dying of this thing called AIDS, It was the first time that Americans had really heard and understood what AIDS was. And five days later, after his death, Congress passed the first big funding bill to fund research into AIDS. So maybe Tom Hanks getting sick with fortunately something that's a lot less deadly than AIDS. Maybe that was the Rock Hudson moment where we all wake up and say, oh, my God, this is something we need to really, truly prepare for. There's no reason to panic, but there is reason to prepare and get ready. And I think that's what we can take away from what was an incredible Wednesday night of Hanks getting sick, of the president's address, of the NBA canceling its season, and then the Dow falling off a cliff the next day. I mean, if people needed any excuse to wake up, they've got it by now. Reed Wilson, correspondent at The Hill. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This has been your daily coronavirus update. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
plus at these prices? You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.